back. Tombstone Minute, as uh, Joe loves to hear. This is the daily podcast where we discuss the movie Tombstone minute by minute. I'm your host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my good friend, Joe. Yep, I'm here and happy, very happy for the reminder. Thanks, Rob. Um, <laughs> this is minute 20 of Tombstone, which is incredible. We've done 20 of these. Um, and this is the uh, sequence, essentially, where... We see Johnny Tyler, um, Wide Earp. It ends with Wide Earp approaching him, but the encounter has not started in full. So this is a uh, just really this is Billy Bob Thornton's moment to shine uh, during this movie, and uh, and shine he does like a diamond. Um, but before we get there, I want to talk a little more about Milt Joyce, the proprietor. The owner. Um, <laughs> He's like your best friend. Uh, yeah, Milt, man. Um, he doesn't... Wyatt introduced himself as Wyatt and Milt, you know, seems like a nice man, but doesn't know a whole lot because everyone else meets Wyatt Earp and recognizes him or believes him when he sees Wyatt Earp. But Milt is the only character in this movie that's like, no, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just absolutely... Just doesn't believe why. I also love how White's like, that's fine. I'm not gonna I don't need to explain anything to you, Milt. Also, Fair. Milt is a great name. Is Milt short for Milton? Are you Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm just <laughs> I how many Miltons can you name off the top of your head? Milton Bradley. Two, Mil- two Milton of them. Friedman? No. <laughs> That's not correct. Even Milts, like you don't see a lot of Miltons anymore. Uh, I, yeah, correct. I think uh, if you have another son, you should name him Milt. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> after Milton Joyce, I'll name all my children after uh, characters, Tombstone characters in Tombstone. That's the 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 hottest new trend in naming <laughs> is naming children after Tombstone. After the breakaway tsunami like wave of pop culture attention the Tombstone Minute podcast received. <laughs> There's a flood of children being named Wyatt and Virgil. Mm-hmm. Girls named Maddie. Well, let's not do that to them. Um, we uh, <clears throat> Milt has a line in here. I had mentioned in the last minute how there's these lines in the script that I really like. Um, and Milt has one here where he's talking about, kind of continuing on about how awful things are at the Oriental ever since, uh, since old Johnny Tyler showed up. He says that uh, the only trade that comes in here now is the bummers and the drovers, just the dregs. <laughs> That's that a great like line. All of my favorite bars. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I can understand what a bummer is, and I can understand what a dreg is, but I didn't know what a drover was. Um, and it actually makes sense. Uh, it's just someone who moves cattle. So if you, if you work it out, um, drover makes sense. <laughs> Yes, he's basically de- like describing my favorite college bar. Shout out to the Silver Dollar. Uh, so Billy Bob owns this minute. Uh, in this minute, what if you can remember? What is your favorite line that he says? Because he's got a bunch that are pretty great. <laughs> I actually, I there's two. God, there's so many. There's two that uh, one that that really hit home. Because it reminded me of some childhood trauma. Okay. When he's, like, he's like, it's like I'm playing cards with my brother's kids or something. Yes. And it reminded me of this horrible event 
uh, I was, shoot, probably, I don't know, t- 10 maybe. And uh, my my uncle is trying to teach me how to play Sheep's Head. Okay. Which a lot of our listeners might not know. That's kind of like a regional game, pretty popular yep. here in the Dairy State. And I was just, I could not figure this game out. Um, probably because I was a child. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was just getting nervous because I, I felt so bad that I was ruining the game. And so it was my turn to deal, and I accidentally dealt from the bottom of the deck. Oh, you uh, you were, uh, what is it? You were monkeying with the driftwood. Yeah, and <laughs> my uncle just shouts out, he's dealing from the bottom, your son's a cheater. And I just burst into <laughs> tears. And it, it, it ranks among like the 10 most embarrassing moments of my life that that I, <laughs> I cried as a as a preteen because so, I, I screwed up a card game that that honestly to this day I don't I haven't really tried to learn but still don't totally know how to play so really what this line should remind you of is that your uncle has probably since that moment has at one point or another been playing in a card game with adults and just said Christ almighty it's like I'm sitting here playing cards with my brother's kids or something it's, it's like <laughs> it's like I'm playing with Dennis's son Joe the pathetic loser God, he's probably sitting around doing a podcast or something with his friend about a western because he can't make one himself. Uh, the I I love that line. I also love the line. Um, well, first off, we should point out how many times we hear um, Johnny Tyler threaten to slap him. We just hear him just threatening slap him. I think it's is it two times or three times? It's two or three times, and then he says at one point. I don't do. First off, before I get this, do you understand the game of Pharaoh at all? I have no idea. How to I, play I it. looked it up today. Uh, it seems like a pretty simple game uh, that was extremely popular, like the most popular gambling game for about a good forty or fifty, uh, thirty to forty year stretch or so. Wow. And then I, th- I, th- I don't remember if it was World War One or World War Two, but around one of those two time periods, it kind of fell out of favor. But uh, do you want it? Do you want to know some of the ways you cheat at Pharaoh? Yes, I'd love to. <laughs> well, so you kind of place your bets by certain cards, and and it, I think it boils down to whether or not the dealer matches your card or beats it. I I, I don't know, but uh, but basically, the location of your bet is key. I guess sort of like roulette, you know, where okay. you're betting on numbers. Yeah. Um. So in this case, maybe you bet on cards. I don't know. It's not like I had time to to do any <laughs> further research on this or anything. <laughs> And uh, you so like one way of cheating was to just that was described on the Wikipedia page is you simply grab your pile of ch- of chips and move it to another spot. That's and then the Wikipedia page says this is risky because you might someone might see it. And I was like, oh, oh, that's why it's risky. But cheating in general is risky because someone might see it. That's just in general why you shouldn't <laughs> cheat because. The risk of someone seeing it. Yes. That on was, nearly everything. On nearly everything, sport, event in life. That's the, the risk. I think that was one of the three ways that a player could. Another way was to to tie a string to one of the <laughs> coins on your on your thing and then just pull on the string to move it. And they said that's a little safer because your hand doesn't have to touch the coin. Except you have a string attached to it. <laughs> it's a really small string. Well, the line I love is it's a line we hear as um, as a wider approaches um, Johnny, 
and we hear him say, and I'm sorry for the young listeners about the language I'm about to use. I, I, I like this one too. He goes, you back that queen again, you son of a bitch. I'll blow you right up that wildcat's ass. <laughs> they cut, there's a stuffed cougar behind him. <laughs> he actually, my, my second favorite one is when he, when he calls all the players nerve-wracking sons of bitches. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, I uh, I like to think that that <laughs> Bob Thornton was just improvising this whole time. They're just like, I want you to berate and humiliate these losers you're playing cards with. <laughs> Do who are the people who are playing cards with them? Because we sort of know the Orientals' reputation at this point. They walk in there, there's no one there, right? I mean, all there is is Milt cleaning the same part of the bar, right? He's just still cleaning that part of the bar. Poor Milt, and um, there's there's Johnny sitting there is it like people new in town maybe it's people for their bachelor party that are like oh this table's empty (laughs) i i think it's probably like guys that have so little money that like other tables won't even let them sit down so it's like the only place where they can play well we know high rollers don't go here (laughs) yeah 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 um I, i would imagine it's like like guys like like the addicts and stuff like stumble in there and like bet the last few coins they have to their name do you recall if Billy Bob Thornton has facial hair in this movie? Oh, he does. Okay. He has a nice Oof. little beard. Good. I was concerned. Um, we should maybe point out, uh, we had a, we did actually get an email from a listener who, uh, do you remember the fun fact they told us? I do not. Oh, yes, uh, yes, 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 I do. Yeah. All the facial hair in this movie is real. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they like they have to point that out on the Wikipedia page. In case you're wondering, these are real mustaches. Um, yep, no fake mustaches. They all do look real. What are the odds of all of these like actors being able to grow a mustache like that? I don't know. You know, I growing up as a kid, you just assume I'll get a certain age and then of course I can grow a mustache. But then you learn that that's not the case. You you find out like originally they wanted Clint Eastwood for the part of Virgil, but he was unable to grow a good mustache and was denied a denied the role. So Sam Elliott got it instead. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, because um, originally Kevin Costner had the rights to the script, I believe, and passed on it. Um, so if he would have done it. He, uh, you know, maybe maybe that's what made him nervous. Maybe he's like, I just don't know if I can do this Wyatt Earp mustache. But, of course, then he later on would make a boring movie called Wyatt Earp. Uh, someone yesterday told me they think that version is better. Yeah, we got that. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I've never seen it. That's weird because you're the world's biggest Kevin Costner apologist. I <laughs> That's it's maybe that's good. It's maybe good that you haven't seen it, because then you would have probably tried to talk me into doing a minute by minute on Wyatt Earp, which uh, would not be getting the same level of listeners as this one. I can guarantee you that. No, it would not. I do think that before I we finish this, I'll probably need to sit down and and and, and watch it just for a. But everything I've actually, read, I, I think we should do that as like kind of a bonus episode after we finish, just doing a a, a compare and contrast with Wyatt Earp. Oh, just do like one episode about it? That's a good idea. I'm sure our listeners would love after 130 episodes to listen to one more. So sometime in 2019, <laughs> uh, 
we'll watch Wyatt Earp together, and then, uh, yeah, we should do an in-person podcast, face-to-face. Uh, that's a great idea. Um, do you have anything else on this on this minute? We, You know, there's still... Uh, next week, we can get into more about how this uh, this interaction unfolds. I, I'm really excited to talk about the way Wyatt Earp deals with this bully. <laughs> it's, it is a master class in how to deal with a bully. Agreed. Um, but we'll get to that next week. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, this is uh, four weeks now. This is our fourth. We just finished our fourth week of this podcast. And uh, to all our listeners, uh, thank you. And uh, if you're new, subscribe. Uh, review us on uh, on iTunes, tombstoneminute.com. Joe and I would love to hear your opinions. And uh, we'll be back uh, with Minute 21 next week. Yep. Can't wait. Let's do it.